Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So it's been 11 years since I graduated college and had my first job post-college where I went from interning to becoming officially like a full-time employee as part of an agency. And I had a dream the other night (laughs) that felt like this like redemption story, but also you were most definitely involved in what happened. So I feel like I have to tell you. Hey, (laughs) I was in two people's dreams this last couple days. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in my dreams frequently but I think that's mostly because of proximity you know when you're mm-hmm. when people are just a massive part of your life of course they're in your story anyway basically the plot of the dream was you know he was running a small agency at the time when I had worked for him and it since had grown into a much larger agency which is true not as big as it was in my dream, but like in reality, you know, there were like three guys <laughs> and now there's like a whole crew of people, many of which who work remote. But I went back to him and proposed that he purchase our business to grow his own. And it was bizarre, <laughs> but it was very interesting to like watch you know, the commentary, people are like, oh, but she used to work here. Didn't she just like steal part of your business and all this stuff? And he was like, no, she (laughs) built her thing completely on her own. It had nothing to do with what we were doing for years. And, but then her stuff came full circle and (laughs) it was very interesting. And then of course you have to do the, the typical once you wake up from a dream and it involved people that you actually know that like you haven't seen or talked to in a long time, mm-hmm. you have to do the typical stock online to see what's yeah. going on. And so I, I was like, Oh, what is my first boss up to? So Dan, if you're listening, I <laughs> look into it. Well, in, 
And my friend Cassidy, you know Cassidy, <laughs> she messaged us yesterday, which happened to be Father's Day. And she just did a group message with me and B. And she was like, I had a dream about you last night. And so it was this whole tangent, but there was one detail in there that was hilarious where she was like, we came back to my apartment, meaning Cassidy's. And she was like, Brian asked to just eat the snacks already. And M, you had made the honey butter biscuits from Whataburger, but you had made them like from scratch. And so we ate them and they were good. And I was like, Ooh, I should figure out how to make them. <laughs> That's what I took away from that dream. <laughs> oh my, that's funny. No, mm-hmm. I I did have an idea from that dream, but not to be aired on. Yeah. A, a well, it's it's yet. just funny because where I think that like actually came from, and and it's just you know, to, I am an avid reader. I love reading, and I think we can get inspiration on not only what we want to do in our life, but like the types of people that we want to be from both fiction and nonfiction books. Sure. I'm a big fan of using both. Yeah. And I also like when like I read something in a book that inspires me and lets me in on a new way of what our future could look like when I wasn't even like thinking about it or asking for it or prepared for it or had ever really tried on that for size. And so when we like read a book recently, it's this book. If you're on YouTube, you're seeing it. Yeah. It's the boutique, how to start scale and sell professional services firm. And we're always just like open to ideas about what this could look like and what does our future look like. And there's a sale that happens in this book. And when they talk about it, I was like, well, that seems interesting. That seems fun to maybe figure out. And my very small business entrepreneur heart comes out and is like, could this be a problem that I'd be interested in solving? Like, you know, looking at it as like a game and like a fun thing to figure out. And I I haven't stopped thinking about it. So <laughs> well, clearly just, neither have you. No, definitely not. And in terms of just to clue you guys in, we don't plan to sell Boss Project in the near future. No. Literally at all. This is my job. <laughs> but, you know, at some point we are going to be older and <laughs> more advanced in our career and want a retirement plan. So, mm-hmm. you know. Just also so we're, preparing we're for the future. For possibilities. We're open. We're we're looking at the future. And I'm talking like 10, 15 years down the line. Yeah. It's it's just interesting to like set your future self up for success. But I, I don't know. Well, so non-business related before we sure, dive in. Sure. I think I think that we owe the peoples a review. Oh. I had you try the balsamic oh, sure. sparkling beverage recently. Yeah. And I have a mini tangent I could say about how that's taken off online. Oh, it's just so funny to me because it was a solid, you were like two weeks and then I was, I was two weeks ahead of popularity. Of, a, of like a national like Sensation. So, much so, so much so that the week that it got popular, I went to Aldi and they were like sold out of all the sparkling beverage. Oh my God. It was just ridiculous. Anyway, um, yes, you did in fact have me try your sparkling water and balsamic like drink. And you were very specific in that like this is not to replace Coke and this is all about just like a refreshing whatever, which I was very in on from the beginning Mm -hmm. because I, for years when we would go 
I used to not be a coffee drinker, which is just funny to me at this mm-hmm. point, considering how much coffee I now drink. But initially, Emily and I would go to like the roastery and she'd want all the coffee. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to drink? And I would have an Italian soda. And Italian soda is basically just flavoring like the syrups Mm -hmm. plus sparkling water. And you can get it with or without dairy, which also if that took off, I would just laugh because I'm like, this is not new, guys. No. Anyway. I did like it. It is very refreshing and subtle, way more subtle. I think these people were probably using way too much balsamic. And I'm sure they were using the wrong kind. I'm sure they were also using. (laughs) I could just go on an actual tangent about this. Yeah. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. And if you want to figure out how to do it right, watch the highlights in my stories because don't come at me that this Coke imitation doesn't, don't replace it's Coke. Not Coke is delicious. It's not Why would you ever want to replace Coke? If you don't want to drink Coke, don't drink it, but don't try to make a substitute. That is just silly. But if you want a mocktail, cocktail, refreshing, sparkly beverage, go watch my stories on it. Oh Instagram. yeah. I would totally drink it on the regular. I did have Jared try it. He did not like it interesting literally at all also it was like the lower part of my cup so like i don't know Mm. if it was like more settled densed in that area but i would drink it again for sure yeah i have all the flavors and like a couple what once a month i go get another flavor just to add to my little syrup little cabinet that i've got going on and they can be sweet, they can be spicy, they can be subtle. It's very delicious, but you need the right ingredients and you need to be like approaching it the right way, not the ignorant way that I've seen online. Don't put grocery store balsamic in sparkling water. Do not do that. Okay. Tangent okay. over. Tangent over. I'm not even paid by that store. <laughs> I, I they need to have me as an influencer. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about how the goal isn't actually the goal. You know, we recently did an episode about goals, which, by the way, is just a whole other thing. Yeah, it's episode 654, We Don't Set Goals Anymore and Here's Why. And that's going to give you at least the framework of our headspace around goals. We continued this conversation with clients and it it went from there. It (laughs) went from there, but I think a big part of it was... Based on that conversation, so many people, because they're so used to goal setting, which I think this is, it feeds one into the other. Yeah. Because you're so used to goal setting, you paint a picture of where you think you're going and it's vivid. Like it is like painted a certain way. It looks a certain way. It's going to feel a certain way. All of these things fit into it. Your Mm -hmm. imagination runs wild. I think as an entrepreneur or even just a small business owner, that's part of like, it's an asset for you to be able to imagine all the parts and pieces, all the vision that comes together to make this thing come to fruition. That's an asset. The thing that's frustrating to me as like a coach and someone who's like leading the way for people is often they are blind to when they are closer to what they wanted than ever before. Mm -hmm. And they don't even appreciate the surroundings they put themselves in because what they thought they wanted and needed or the way it might look doesn't always match the way it ends up looking. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. Yeah. 
Well, and honestly, so this kind of hit me this weekend because I was thinking about this conversation we had had last week with clients and I was really just trying to unpack because I feel like I have so much more to say around goals versus objectives versus enjoying the journey and what does it actually mean? Because I feel like people say it all the time, but there's no tangible ways to like, but how do I actually enjoy the journey? And how do I actually like wrap my head around that life could look like a million different ways and I could still be happy. And I think part of it comes to the problem of how we're told to set goals. Like as you even started describing how people are feeling, you know, the activity of actually setting goals is literally envision yourself having the thing, doing the thing, being the person who you're going to be or start living like that person who you want to be in order to start to see that come to life. But if that shifts or that pivots or that changes for a variety of different reasons, we don't know how to adjust because we've changed so much of our internal being to be a mold for that goal happening. Right. right. That when that goal doesn't happen, but another good thing does, our, we have to reshift the or actual mold of our body. even if it does happen, but you're just showing up in a different way right. than you anticipated. Right. right. And so to me, this comes kind of honestly, and I even feel weird to be the person saying this because you're just going to LOL. It comes down, at least for the first part, to an element of gratitude and like awareness of what you actually have and want. Oh, yeah. And, you know, everyone always says, like, be grateful for the things that you have today because the person you three years ago, five years ago would like love to be in the spot that you're in. But, like, that's actually true. <laughs> like, really oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. I took this photo and I think it's easier to see it for others than it is to see sure. it for yourself. But let the reminder for those, like, in close proximity for you that, like, this is also happening for you. But, the dogs are all I think about because there's now four of them. Um, <laughs> but Jared had, he was just sitting on the couch and he just got like attacked, but like with like licks and, and uh-huh. like pet me not and like bombarded. wiggles and yeah. things. Not, you know, attacked. Yeah, not viciously um, attacked. <laughs> and he was just covered in puppies. And I was like, you are living your living dream right life. Like, I was like, this is everything you've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And he just like melted mm-hmm. in the, like um, damn near in tears because he was just like so appreciative of that like moment. And I stepped back to think about regardless of the freaking dogs, like that's not what it's about, but like life, all <laughs> the other things that are going on in my life and yeah. all the other things that are happening that like led to this moment in time. And so much of what you're saying of like, who you were three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And I know we've talked about this. We've done an exercise with you where you like go back in time and really think about what you wanted and what do you have today. And practicing gratitude is not necessarily easy or simple, but it, it, it takes intention. And I think most of it, it's when that you're trained to be grateful for the things that you really wanted but you're not necessarily trained to be grateful for the things that just happen by by you pursuing what you wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's the harder part. Like yeah. perhaps you can recognize more, oh, I really wanted to live in this bigger home and like, and now I'm here. And mm-hmm. so like, you can be grateful for the home, but like 
what about all the other things that it took to get to that point? Right, right. How do you be grateful for those? I think part of it is you tend to be grateful for the things that you actively pursued, but the stuff that just happened. It's the identifying the things and in, in how the ways in which your life is the way that it is right now because of the work that you've put in. Right. Like it's the, you know, can you, can you sleep in a little bit when you wake up early? Do you get to like go work out or go on a walk or enjoy your read or tea or coffee and like have some minutes? Do you get to, well, what it always comes down to, at least how I'm going to paint the picture, because our, our number one goal with our clients and everyone we work with is for me to be able to empower you to be able to choose how you spend the time in your work and your life, not only in the work that you're actually doing in your business, but everything that meshes around that as well. And so what is a amazing dream morning for me might look a little different for you, but the key there is that we get to choose how we spend those times. There is no, I have to do this. It's I get to do this. I have the opportunity to do this. Sometimes there are have tos, but it's enveloped in this this world that we're cultivating of the things that we get to do. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more 
Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, I saw this thing the other day. I'm like drawing a connection here a little bit. I want to dig deeper into what I learned because it was a very short video on TikTok. They didn't dive nearly deep enough into it as I wanted to. But someone was interviewing an ex-FBI negotiator. Okay. And he's, he's you know, a psychologist to the nth degree. He's done literal negotiations with like unsafe people in unsafe situations. He has trained on negotiation tactics. And so the interviewer was like, is there anything in all of your history through all of these amazing jobs that you've done that you can kind of like find a theme about humans in general? And like, what can we learn from the work that you've done? Which is just like my absolute favorite thing to do is like stalk other industries and other professions and be like, what is the thing that you learned because of your unique skill set that like the rest of us can also learn and like take part in and apply to different scenarios. So he was talking about, and this didn't just come from his experience, but he quoted like Nobel prize winners and studies that have actually happened. So it isn't just like his perspective. It's an actual quantified, but they're having a hard time quantifying the number because it's so different for so many people. But his basic premise is, is that I'm going to mess it up entirely, but the, the overall concept is that humans in general focus more on the impact or the threat of loss than gain every time mm-hmm. where like the absolute minimum that people are going to focus on life is at a two and a half times ratio. So like you're going to focus on that two and a half times more than positive gain or abundance. Like it's an innate human thing, no matter what you're doing in life, you're two and a half times more like, or you want to focus on loss two and a half times more than anything else in your life. And so what he got from that as an actual negotiator is like, find the loss, right? Like find Mm -hmm. the loss in the life of the person that you're talking about. That was the triggering event. And that's the thing that you can connect with on this person to deescalate the situation. But he was applying it to other things where it was like, if you're unhappy about your life and you've been chasing something you don't like, like find the loss that triggered you to create the circumstances that you're in right now. And it's that relationship with that loss that needs to be addressed before you can see something else. Oh, interesting. It's like, I feel like there's still so much more learning I want to do about it, but it was really interesting. I I also think to that point, the part that originally came out when you said that to me was you're so distracted by the negative parts of it all that like you don't even get to really fully appreciate the positive. Because he said researchers are seeing it as high as nine times. Like you're focused on loss nine times more than any other thing in your life. So it's not just loss of like 
life, relationships, right. whatever. No. But it's like when you're, he, he described it as like when you're making decisions about your future or like you're weighing the pros, cons of something, you're nine times, two and a half times more likely to look at the impact of the loss. If, if I don't do this, what will happen? If I do this, what am I going to literally lose because of this decision? Mm-hmm. And so like when you look at that in business and goal setting, if that's the lens that we're subconsciously putting on the objectives that we're oh, setting yeah. out for ourselves. Right. No, for sure. <laughs> I think to give like a really basic analogy, I think it's a lot like the we've all, whether it's a kid or a spouse that's done this, someone's cranky at bedtime (laughs) and they like latch on to the, like the last thing that irritated them. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. then makes it this big thing. Yep. Yeah. Like they literally just happened on Friday with Penny. We're leaving a splash pad (laughs) birthday party. And it went until seven. We start bedtime at seven. And so if we're still at a party at seven, I already know it's going to be a disaster. So we're already working with that. And it's a Friday. So it's the end of the week. But she was having a literal meltdown as we were leaving. And the thing that she just kept repeating is they were being mean to me. And so when we finally like sat down and I, y'all, I try so hard. I'm practicing gentle parenting and it is so hard sometimes, but we did. I was actually really proud of myself. So we like, we needed to leave. The party is ending. She's literally dragging ass and like throwing a fit, snot, tears, everything. It's a whole event. And so she doesn't want to be carried to the car because she's kicking and screaming, but she's like not walking to the car. So it was a whole journey. So we like get to the car. She's wet. She, we're like asking her to sit on her towel on her seat. She doesn't even want to do that because she doesn't understand. And so I just went over to her and I was like, do you want to take a couple minutes and like literally go sit over on this hill in the trees and just like cry and scream for a second just to like reset. She was like, yes, I want to do that. So we leave the car. It's like a hundred degrees outside. I am miserable. I'm ready to be home. But I'm like, if I give her an extra minute, will this make the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes better? And the answer was yes. And so we like had a moment. She like let out a holler. And then I asked her two questions. I was like, do you want to talk about it? She said, no. I said, were people actually being mean to you? She said, no. And I said, something else. I can't even remember, but she was, she just told me her answers. We sat there for literally 30 seconds and she was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Great. Not to call Jared out from under the bus, (laughs) but like same, I mean, same, but different, Uh you know, tired on a Friday night way too. I don't know. It was Friday. It doesn't matter what day it was Saturday night, Sunday night. Who knows? It doesn't matter. He's like, peeling his eyes open trying to like walk to the bedroom mm-hmm. and he's like the house is a disaster mm-hmm. and I was like bro I was like you mean the one dish in the sink I'm like really confused I'm like I look around and he was like yeah and I was like okay, okay go to bed said, go to bed and I just think it's so funny because like I realized that in his mind, especially when you're cranky and tired, the one thing will just stick out and like mm-hmm. bug you so bad. But and the same thing happens in your business. Literally 99% of it could be fine. Yeah. And there's one little thing that goes wrong and then you get hung up on it and then you let it like ruin your mood, ruin your attitude, ruin your motivation. And like, it's so frustrating, especially watching from the sidelines. Cause I think oftentimes when you're in it, it is way harder to see. I get it. Oh, it's, yes. Like you don't, you don't even necessarily see yourself doing it. You're just like spiraling no. in your own frustrations. But from the outside looking in, people are like, 
okay okay bro Mm -hmm. well Well, and the thing that you're like complaining about isn't even the thing to complain about it's just not the way that you saw it looking as you were getting that goal and achieving that it's just like a circumstance like it's Uh not it's not a actual issue right usually Right. right and I wish I could remember the exact thing I said on that call because I said something like and then something 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 and these things don't actually matter. Maybe it was like the actual like things you took to reach the goal or what the actual goal was or whatever. I can't even remember. But it was an aha moment for a lot of our clients because I think we all were just conditioned and for various different reasons. But when we set out the goal, if we don't achieve that goal exactly as we said we wanted it, then it didn't work. Then we become a toddler on the sidewalk, right. breaking down, assuming right. everything's the matter. Instead and it's like not assessing our actual circumstance and what is positive about the situation that I'm in right now because of this is how I've achieved this goal or this is the goal I achieved instead. Yeah. What do I want to change about this situation? Mm-hmm. And like, can that be a new objective? But like, can you just have a gut, like sit down with yourself for a second and like actually poke holes in your own unhappiness. Well, and then, yeah. Why are you assuming you are unhappy? Maybe you aren't unhappy. You're just assuming that you should be because you got there in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the interesting thing, especially like when we're looking at a service-based business, you know, you make these projections. Okay. I'm going to sell these services. I'm going to sell this many of them in this time frame, and I'm going to make this amount of money. And then if I have this amount of money, and if I work for this amount of people, then I should have this much time to do all this stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm able to make all of these sets of numbers and quantities all aligned, then I will be happy. Mm-hmm. Then I will have the well, lifestyle I want. And like the whole point is like, if you're pursuing all of those things with the lens of act how you want to be, uh-huh. even when you're there, then even the pursuit should be fine and good and yeah, pleasant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and I find it funny of how like we even you know are there things that we recommend service providers focus on, ditch, sure. do differently in order absolutely. to scale? Yes, absolutely. And for the majority of everyone listening, that framework can be applied within your circumstances and work, right? Right. And there are also people who have different circumstances, different markets, different offers, different clientele, different financial goals, different capacities, different teams, whatever, because we are all different and have these things. And it's so funny how like we can be literally even offering our services in a way that we said, we shouldn't, or people are saying we shouldn't. And even though we're not actually unhappy, we're going to still be mad about it because it's not what we should be doing. Look at the actual facts for a second. And if, again, if there are circumstances about the way that you've achieved your goal that you want to change, let's change it because that's an actual desire. But is there an actual negative result of you going about achieving the goal that you said that you want to in the way that you're doing it right now? So a tangible example of this in the service world, you know, I think we put a lot of emphasis on people developing a high touch signature service. And when they do so, that typically means they've moved to focusing on delivering a set of deliverables that solves a problem rather than serving on an hourly basis. 
Now, most of the reason for pursuing business in that way is A, it puts you back in the driver's seat because you are now purposefully moving your client towards a destination Mm -hmm. and there's a clear end. Um, Because oftentimes when you're in that client relationship, there can be murky waters of like, when is the project actually over? Right. When are we done paying for the service that we provided? What are we actually doing together? (laughs) What are we doing? And so a lot of our clients have to move away from hourly. But there's absolutely a time and a place where hourly work makes sense. And I just, when you get so focused on this other kind of version of things, it's easy to convince yourself that the opposite is now the enemy. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, if you're working with a client on an ongoing basis and it doesn't go away, like you're just always working with a client, then hourly work can make sense because then you're able to quantify the work you're doing because the deliverables Mm -hmm. are shifting and changing. We do help you work through some like language shifts on how you talk about your work with that client, but the actual like... But most of the time, the reason it became a toxic issue in the first place is a boundary issue, Uh not the fact that it was actually hourly. Like it was, it was how the relationship with the client was working, not the way in which you were charging. The way in which you're charging is actually really neutral. Like hourly or packages, it's just a goal of quantifying something that you can deliver so that in a contract you can put an amount to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there isn't a right or wrong necessarily. We just tend to find that if you can charge in a package environment, usually you don't need to spend nearly Mm -hmm. as much time Mm -hmm. as a client may assume you do to reach an objective. Yeah. And in some ways, my biggest reason for moving away from hourly in general is as you get more efficient at your job, mm-hmm. I don't want you to be able to charge less hours because right. you're just better at what you're doing. That's the part that I get really hung up on. That's why I like like communicating what's the one result that you're going to get that right. client that month, that quarter, whatever the right. time frame is. So that like when that is achieved, you know you're done, but you're going to do what you know needs to get done to achieve that. Right. And that's it. And that's it. And so. Mm-hmm. But I think the common theme I see is that if you knew the relationship had to change because it wasn't working for you before, but it doesn't change exactly the way you anticipated, then you're just assuming that it's bad. And it's like, well, are your boundaries okay? Like, how many hours are you working? Are you stressed, actually? Or are you just stressed because you think you should be stressed? Like, Mm -hmm. are you happy with the quality of work that you're doing? Are you getting a result for your client? Like if all of these things are true, then why are we assuming that this one specific thing is the enemy? I think that's the point is like you can arrive at a destination in so many different ways and it's okay to come by way of like plane, train, automobile, <laughs> boat, like whatever. Like, why are we assuming that the mode of transportation with your best green eggs and ham life? You can eat <laughs> them here or there. They still taste the same. They, <laughs> they do. It's lit- <laughs> like we were taught these things as children. <laughs> and yet as an adult, we have the same fights with ourselves about mm-hmm. things. And it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. I think if we can leave you with like a tangible thing to work on, I want you to revisit the episode where we talk about 
what you really wanted over a period of time and like reflect on your past. Spend some time even revisiting what did you want three years ago Mm -hmm. and what is your life like today that matches that? And can you have some moments of appreciation for the work that you have done and give yourself some grace and space. And then when you're ready to like work towards something new, we're here for you. And send us a DM over at Boss Project. We'd love to talk about your next phase and where you're going and partner with you to give you some guidance along the way. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.